Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today's episode is all about midlife empty nesting with somewhat independent kids. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again. The topic I want to coach you on today is that weird and somewhat uncomfortable transition from having kids who live at home up until they graduate from high school to having kids who leave the nest and move out of your home. Now, some of them will come back and maybe even go back and forth a few times over the years. But what I'm talking about today is that transition you make dealing with your kid to your young adult at that time in life. So that transition of kid to young adult. The reason I want to focus on it is because we love transitions around here. (laughs) And as a midlife transition coach, This time of life is a huge deal when it comes to your mindset, so we're going in. But just quick, before we dive into that, I want to make sure you know about the free online video training for you that is perfect if you want to find out more about how to get unstuck and live your best life in the middle. Head on over to www.midlifevideo.com and you'll get immediate access to what I like to call the secret to your midlife happiness plan. And one more thing. I also wanted to make sure you heard about the exciting new thing that will be coming to you soon. I've been posting about it on social media too and hinting that something big is coming. It's new, it's exciting, and something specifically for midlife entrepreneurs. So stay tuned. It is coming soon. Okay, now back to this fun phase of life with a big giant transition to deal with. The transition from having minor kids who live at home to having young adults who don't live at home full-time anymore. And what I'm talking about, though, is the mindset shift you have to make in this situation and what it means in terms of you supporting your kids' independence. So let's take a look at the definition of independence. I know you knew what it meant when you turned 18 or perhaps 21. For me, 18 was a big deal, but 21 was a really big deal. But however it worked out for you, as a grown-up reflecting on her kid, let's check in. So as far as definitions go, here's what we have. Not dependent, that's what independence means. Not dependent, such as not subject to control by others. Self-governing, the state of being free of the control of some other person, country, or entity. Now, when you take a look at, you know, specifically personal independence, it's more about relying on oneself or one's own abilities, your judgment, etc., self-confident, self-reliant, independent in your thinking. So not influenced or controlled by others for what they think or what they do really thinking and acting on your own. Now, you might be thinking, am I independent <laughs> when you think about it? Because I know we like to think we don't care what other people think, but we, we do, we do for sure. So not influenced or controlled by others for what they think or what they do, 
really thinking and acting on their own. So personal independence is trusting and relying on yourself and your abilities more and more. It comes from knowing who you are and being happy with who you are, like being happy with yourself. So as I'm going through some of those definitions and getting you into this independence, what does it mean mindset? What is coming up for you as I'm bringing it all up? Well, I'll tell you what's coming up for me. (laughs) I have a very strong memory. It happened about five years ago. I was in California and I was sitting outside with a beautiful view and I was actually being coached on it because I could see that I was struggling with this very topic. So here's what was happening. My son was planning to go to university and he was a senior in high school and he really, really loved cooking. Now, at that point, he was even entertaining the idea of becoming a professional chef. He was 18. Now, we were investigating all kinds of programs and options and opportunities, and I could feel myself slowly but surely freaking out because what I could see was that you didn't have to go to university to become a chef. Now, I had thoughts. I had lots of thoughts, (laughs) and those thoughts created a panicky kind of fear. I was basically thinking that this was a terrible mistake. He should just go to university, you know, and don't do anything off the beaten path. (laughs) It probably wouldn't work out because the industry was so difficult. You had to work horrible hours and, oh my God, a kid without a university degree, not good. I had so many thoughts, but those three thoughts were totally freaking me out. And this was not the type of mindset that would support a belief that my kid was on the brink of becoming an independent young adult. (laughs) Now, this brings up another issue that can enter your mind. Again, getting back at that definition, one might ask themselves, is my kid even independent when financially he or she is not? So I'm thinking specifically of those university years. You know, some kids are fortunate and they don't have to pay for it themselves. So if they're still on the payroll, so to speak, that is that you're supporting them somehow, or they don't even have to be in college for you to be supporting them, but you have some arrangement where you're offering some support like I said, paying tuition or maybe paying rent, are they really independent? Are they self-reliant? And I would argue not so much, but their thinking can become pretty self-reliant and that's good. And they can be emotionally and mentally independent for sure. But what about you and your mindset and how you are showing up as a parent with a kid who is becoming more self-reliant even when they're still on the payroll? What about that? That is the question. So back to my example, when it came to my very young adult being on the brink of what I thought would be making a mistake, I didn't feel like budging on my view that my young adult should go to university. And if he wanted to be a chef after he had the degree, I would happily support that financially. Now, remember, I was sitting outside in California, nice view, the whole bit, but I was being coached. And my coach totally challenged me on this topic. And it happened to be Brooke Castillo, actually, and I was well aware of how resistant I was. But wow, it brought up so much. So what about you? Now that you're thinking about this point in time when they are transitioning to become more independent by not living at home and being more on their own, what are you thinking about? What are you ready to think and what aren't you ready to think? What are you ready to keep your mouth shut about? (laughs) You know, like when you're ready to keep your unsolicited opinions to yourself. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to really go all in on your kid, your young adult, 
being independent and supporting that. I'm just imagining that you might be squirming a little bit. I sure was, maybe feeling some resistance. Like I said, it was huge for me. But here's the thing. I'm pretty sure you want your kid to be independent. It's pretty much one of the goals you likely have as a parent. Now, I also know that some kids aren't able to become fully independent, but even in those situations, you're likely working on helping them to become as independent as possible for them. So you recognize that independence is the goal. And this is exactly why your thoughts and feelings that don't support this goal could be a little surprising and perhaps confusing. <laughs> Looks good on paper. That's why these midlife years as a parent can be kind of bumpy. You know, especially when it's a little bumpy at the kid's end too. It might be the first time they've lived away from home for any significant period of time and are making lots of friends that you have never even met. They might be making some dumb mistakes too, everything from banking mistakes to budgeting mistakes to drinking consumption mistakes to academic mistakes, all the things. And there could be some bigger mistakes and lesser, more humorous mistakes. <laughs> there will be some negative consequences too. It's all part of the terrain. So when I think about my three kids transition into young adulthood, I think there really was a middle phase, what I like to call mostly independent. <laughs> I define mostly independent as when they're not influenced or controlled by others, except their parents a little bit in matters of opinion and conduct. And of course, when they are thinking or acting for themselves after they've consulted with us on really big decisions where they could fall on their face. So in essence, they are a somewhat independent thinker. <laughs> That's really what I wanted, even though I know I probably should have wanted them to have more independence with a capital I. Now, what's getting in the way for you with this transition? You've been working on helping them grow into more independent beings now for about two decades, yet here you are dealing with some resistance. Well, I think there are basically four reasons why this might be a little bumpy for you. Here we go in no particular order. First, it's pretty scary to watch. I mean, really, watching them think or do something that with all of your experience, you're quite sure it's not going to work out for the best. Second, you like to feel needed. You haven't quite sorted this part out regarding what it means for them to be fully capable independent humans. Uh, what it means for you, that is. What it means for you. Third, you love knowing that you're smart and helpful. I mean, obviously, right? You're not just older, you're older and wiser, and you live for moments like these when they need you and want your advice and guidance. And fourth, you want to protect them. You don't want them to fall down and get hurt. You don't want them to screw up, make dumb decisions, and in general, make life more difficult for themselves. Of course you don't. So there you go. These are likely the reasons you're feeling a bit of resistance, this kind of mindset and these kinds of thoughts. Now, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you know that as a mindset coach, it's not my job to tell you what to think, especially on an episode about independence. But it is my job to help you get more perspective about your thinking and help you understand more about where you are now in the moment and help you move forward on purpose. So in this case, the overarching question really is about what you think about your young adult's ability to become independent and what you make it mean for you. 
Ultimately, you want to show up more and more in your life on purpose with intention. That's what living more intentionally means. Like you might catch yourself saying that, but what it means is you have to think about what you want and then do that, right? The other thing we always want to do when we're being more mindful is to notice the connection between your thinking and the way it makes you feel. Or the way you feel, and then you notice what thought is creating that feeling. So your thoughts create your emotions. They're linked. So that is always good to remember. If you find it by the thought, and then you find the feeling, or you go in for the feeling, and then notice the thought. You want to be intentional here too, because it's the foundation for you being able to act the way you want to act with your young adults, and of course, in all parts of your life for that matter. So start with these simple questions. What do you think about supporting more independence for your young adult? How does that thought make you feel? And do you like your reasons for thinking and feeling that way? So remember in my example, I wasn't quite ready to go all in on complete independence and I liked my reasons. (laughs) So it was really good to know because I was really, uh, I was really resistant and I didn't totally understand all of it. But when you ask yourself these questions, three questions. What do you think? How does that thought make you feel? And do you like your reasons for thinking and feeling that way? That's how you get to uncover some other thoughts and you might find these. He doesn't really know. She's not that independent. It's too hard. I'll be embarrassed if she makes this decision. I know what he should do. This really isn't the best way to go. It's totally a mistake. He's not ready. See what I mean? If any of this stuff is coming up for you, notice how these kinds of thoughts make you feel. And then ask yourself, do you like your reasons for showing up this way? If you do, cool. And if you don't, it's a great opportunity to work on your mindset a bit. The bottom line is really to figure out how you want to support your young adult to be more independent. Really think about it. As we talked about before, After all, this really is one of the main goals for raising healthy kids. We want them to thrive and develop as good humans, good contributive human beings who make an impact and know how to function well and enjoy their lives, right? You want them to be kind. You want them to be amazing. You want them to go after their dreams. So how does all of that happen? How do you want to show up on purpose regarding independence at this age and stage of his or her life? Do you want your your kid, your young adult, to get better at making responsible decisions? Do you want your young adult to get better at being confused or disappointed? I mean, think about it. If you've ever met anybody who can't handle their emotions when it comes to disappointment, you know what I mean. Do you want them to be able to learn from their mistakes? And then what can you do to support that independence? If you are resistant to moving in this direction, check in with your thinking. Work on that awareness and make sure that you're clear on what's going on up there for you and if it's helping you be as intentional as you want to be as a parent. Remember, you've got this. Make it one thought at a time. Okay, that's it for this episode. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and excited about your life again. If you want to find out more about how to get unstuck and live your best life in the middle, make sure to watch my free midlife training at www.midlifevideo.com and you'll get immediate access 
to what I like to call the secret to your midlife happiness plan. If you're ready to change your life and learn the skills to unstick yourself with some masterful coaching, a top-notch curriculum, an infusion of creativity, and a warm, fun, and awesome community of like-minded women, let's talk about it. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and find that thing that you are looking for. Go ahead and book your momentum call at www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 275. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.